0: Survivors this is First Aid Spray's Resident Evil 4 Remake feature length podcast double feature in fact this is part 2 if you've not listened to the first part of this episode yet highly recommend that where we go deep in on the gameplay of Resident Evil 4 Remake and then come back it's available right now wherever you're listening to this podcast immediately below or next to this episode in fact Uh, but otherwise please enjoy the concluding chapter of our Resident Evil 4 Remake extreme discussion <laughs> let's talk about the story of the game not characters or character arcs we'll handle that afterwards but just talking about the plot um and how it's been on put on display throughout resident evil 4 remake how it might differ so on and so forth um i guess uh i'm just gonna quite simply put it out there that and I've said this on lead up, so it really did pan out well for me that I love the tone of this game a lot more this time around. That's not a secret that I wasn't overly fond of RE4s. I appreciated its cheesy action hero stuff, but it's not the Resident Evil for me, whereas this a bit more serious uh, definitely appeals to me more. And it's not without its humour, certainly, and it's not even without its own, ridic- own ridiculousness. Um, but in terms of the story... I don't have a huge amount to say because it is mostly the same, be that for positive or negative reasons, and I'll get into that as we go on. Uh, Steve, how did you feel about story? Uh, Obviously, it's more serious in tone this time around,
1: as you've said. I feel
0: like certain
1: character motivations have changed and not necessarily for the better. Mm. Uh, We'll talk about that more on characters, but, you know, it it harms it a bit for me. I like the fact that there is now more of a tonally consistent through line for Leon. In the way that he yes, behaves and the way yeah. his adventure goes. Uh, yeah, it, it generally feels a lot more grimy and stressful as opposed to slightly light-hard and fun. I mean, the general thrust of it is, uh, is still the same. You know, Leon goes in, saves Ashley, smashes a cult a bits. Ada gets a, a MacGuffin and buggers off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the main thrust of it for Leon in particular is obviously his new interactions with Luis and the revised stuff with the villains. Mm. Um really, the, the the thrust of the story is largely the same. I actually don't appreciate that they don't hack his comms. Uh, this is, again, something that's hmm. going to be talked about later. But, yeah, uh, what we do get with Hunnigan, though, is great. I like the fact that she's more of a voice in his head you can converse yeah. with. Yeah. And Even if it's just basically like goes, I should probably go check that thing out. Like, yeah, Leon, you probably should go check that thing out. Good job. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's nice that there's more of a through line there. Mm. even though I kind of still wish there was more banter between the villains and him.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've got definitely thoughts on that point. Um, And on top of Hunnigan as well, like Luis uh, is my number one sort of favourite change of this game. Um, And we'll get into that a bit Mm. more in characters. But him having greater impact on the story, greater display of that impact by having his own little cutscene with Ada and stuff. Um, And then, and this is where we start really ripping into spoiler territory, finding out in the narrative, like he's tied close to the narrative by being a former umbrella man. I'm like, do you know what? That really works. Like instead of just being a scientist who sort of works for whatever, um, I'm actually, I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, That totally works for me.
1: I mean, is it the Umbrella 6th Laboratory deep cut?
0: That is like, the next thing, isn't it? That's like yeah. the HCF moment in uh, RE7 where you go, wow, that's a, yeah, a deep cut. It's definitely the phrase, like to see that he was part of Umbrella 6th, which is, we've all been kind of leading here really because Remake 3 certainly implied that Nemesis and Las Plagas were somehow related. And now we're told that uh, Luis worked on the Nemesis. So he must have used his Plagas knowledge. For me, there's an issue with, the timeline here like i don't necessarily understand how he gave the plagas to umbrella I, and then he went back to Salazar. like i don't get that but i mean say so if you
1: look at the credits his name is now luis ciro navarro yes and navarro is a family in the village so from my perspective at least as far as i can understand it luis now discovers the plaga takes it to umbrella they use it for nemesis and then he comes back to it comes after home mm. yeah i
0: guess so because i guess he's grown up in an area where it's you know, either widely known about, even if it's just in like a sort of local myth fashion, but he happens to get a piece of this amber or whatever, um, and now we know. He's that like the daddy's daddy. daddy's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> the daddy's daddy. Yes, yeah. I, I, thought, yeah, I'm super okay with that. I wondered if Navarro was uh, like a cover name, but if it, if there's evidence that it's a uh, a family name, then that's cool. I'm, all, I'm okay with those inclusions, certainly. Um, other than that, though, as you say. For me, the rest of the story, pretty straightforward. Um, Jordan, how do you feel about the, the story and RE4R? Uh,
2: it's, a, it's a tough one, because I think that, uh, overall, it is sort of stronger in its sort of like uh, presentation and cohesion to the rest of the sort of series. It kind of feels like something that is in service to the broader lore, and obviously there'll be a debate about exactly what the lore is after this game like there has been for the last few remakes, Um but it obviously does make an effort to sort of expand upon in a, a fashion that I think is a little bit more sort of accessible to players. Um, exactly sort of what is the backstory, not only to Las Pagas but also, you know, further ties into Umbrella and for the characters themselves. I think that worked all really well. Mm. But uh, as far as sort of like the main story is concerned, uh, they, they, you're starting to see that, that sort of tonal shift. Uh, that happened, starting with the original sort of uh, remake 2 Yeah, in that you're trying to kind of like I don't know, it's 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 almost like trying trying to balance them out, mm. um, kind of make them semi sort of grounded compared to all of the original Resident Evil games. Um, the thing is, Resident Evil obviously comes from a slightly sort of hokey cheesy, you know, B movie sort of um, style of storytelling, and a a degree of, or lack of, seriousness. And this game, like the other two remakes of recent, uh, is obviously trying to find something that's more of a sort of a middle ground. And I don't necessarily have uh, that much against it, because I knew that it it couldn't necessarily be the sort of scenery, sort of chew-in, Metal Gear Solid style kind of story presentation that the original had it would just stick out like a store of thumb mm. next to the other two remakes of recent. Um, but I do think something's a little bit lost because uh, I don't think the game necessarily or the story necessarily knows what tone it should go for um, in the absence of that. Um, it's not necessarily playing up more of the horror. Um, it's not necessarily playing up more of the peril. Uh, as you know as much... It's, it feels like it's traded something off, but not necessarily replaced it with something substantial enough mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And it does it does impact the characters a little bit as well. And uh, so, I mean, I certainly still take the original story over this new one, even though I think that the new one is more beneficial to the series as a whole. Yeah. It's just, the original story, sto- it's weird, because this one, I can come away knowing so much more about the characters, their backstories, how they're connected, and I- I'm I'm intrigued by how it sort of reaches back into the past and what it leads to in the future. Um, I, I love that things like Operation Javier are getting sort of more of a sort of a focus. They're actually sort of like giving it, lending it some real sort of like credence and importance in that. You didn't really have that in the original. No. Like there were kind of, there were a couple of throwaway lines, but everything was more or less just a sort of a straightforward action flick. Um, you didn't have those sort of moments where, you know, Carrots is actually sort of maybe slow down and talk about one earth is going on in the wider sort of scale of this. And um, so I appreciate that for you know, what the new one brings. It's just, it's it's hard to top how ridiculous the original story was. <laughs> um, I'm glad it almost doesn't try to sort of match it. I just wish it maybe had went, it leaned into something else more mm. rather than just sort of, it, it, it's it's just a bit generalized, I suppose. I,
0: I absolutely see where you're coming from, even though we are, look you know, our, personal history with re4 and obviously our feelings on this are definitely different i can absolutely see everyone's opinion about that and understand where that comes from Um, and for what it's worth even though we do come at it from different points of view if i do have on my notes here that it really could have done so much more either to serve itself or there are some things about it connecting to other games that i I don't necessarily like Um, that's a moment for when we get into characters certainly Um, Kelsey how do you feel about the story of RE4 Remake Uh,
3: I'll zip through because I know James is keen to do his story stuff yeah that's why I'll let James go last and let him struggle I I don't have much to say but yeah I think I've said before that Resident Evil 4 feels like one of those weird spin-off comic books that dc and marvel do where you have like batman in victorian times or green lantern yeah. fighting xenomorphs that's for you james um and john <laughs> cena teaming up with scooby-doo is another one um yeah th- this was it's just you know it's very similar to the original uh, the story again is sort of kind of in a vacuum um but this one made changes and made a better attempt at making it feel connected to the wider franchise which you've all kind of touched mm. on and that i really really do appreciate and it's the character stuff that i'm going to focus on in a bit but you know here it's it's a big silly action movie with horror injected into it and the lore editions are nice um to me the story doesn't have the same emotional impact as some of the other games and but they definitely stepped it up here to make it more atmospheric and you mentioned tone sigh so you know you're completely right there Um, yeah and those lore editions I thought were really good Um, it's not kind of shoved in your face it's all in the a lot of it's in the files and kind of sub story but that that main story you know no magic crystals thank (laughs) and although like the story is kind of like bombastic (laughs) and it just it doesn't have that convoluted nature of re6 so there's crazy stuff going on but it felt more tangible to a you know which is a weird thing to say considering everything that happens in this game um but yeah i'm a fan it's 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 pretty easy to get and then there's little bits in there which made it more connected and uh, yeah that i think was a big thing that all of us wanted and i i think we got it largely so it's Mm. hard to complain really um but i do i do i appreciate jordan's points as well so yeah it's yeah, it's it's still the spin-off crossover weird comic book thing to me, but it, it's good fun. Good fun.
0: Mm. You're so right about the files as well. Just to say, uh, stuff about like the Salazar family history is mm. really cool, and I really appreciate. And this is a an often thrown issue with re4 is that it doesn't really this is the point in the series where we just stopped explaining monsters so much um and they at least tried a little bit with the bow's telling you who they were beforehand and they kind of touch on and i don't know if this is something that james is going to get into but they definitely touch on in the case of Verdugo, Mm -hmm. i'm going to inject myself with black liquid we don't get an explanation of what that is there's of it like we're going to go off on a massive side tangent if we try and speculate about it as a group too much uh, but obviously there's some implications there in terms of recent Resident Evil games. Mm. So that's very interesting all the same. Uh, but James, I know you're ready to go. Let us know what your thoughts on the
4: story are. Yeah, don't worry, Sai. I will go into the implications. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right, class. Everyone sit down. I know you're already sitting down, but listen to Professor James spout some nonsense, okay? Right. There will not be a test, okay? Just, Right. So I'm going to retread stuff from the OG and this game, because I want everything to be cohesive. And I'm only going to be focusing, really, on the ancient history leading up to uh, 100 years ago and summer present. day. (laughs) Okay, so the story of the original game was really empty. It was crap. Okay, and one of the things that I was most excited to see from this team... um, was then working on this story for this new game. Um The only evidence we got of a deeper lore connection was a fossil found in the mines that mentioned the plague. I mention this all the time, but it's because it infuriates me so much that nobody has spoken about it in any of the RE games. Mm-hmm. Um Fossils means that this means millions of years old, right? From what we understand, which meant that the Resident Evil franchise, um me not that point, it was just guff, but right now, in my opinion, this means that they're not just going into bioterrorism but they're also stretching into ancient history and that stuff really excites me i love ancient civilization and what it could mean and i went into my whole aliens rant last podcast about it right but um in this newest newest edition we have some changes to that but not for the worst the plaga uh, was found in huge forms of amber mm-hmm. which as a material is far easier to extract from the rock than a rock if you believe jurassic park um like the origin- <laughs> like the original puts forward um amber though is still incredibly old, like it in our in our world um the oldest amber that we've ever found is 320 million years old, three hundred and twenty million years old. words are hard this is basically this is the start of the r e four timeline, possibly hundreds of millions of years old, yeah, <laughs> like way back, right, to my knowledge uh and i'm sure people will correct me if i'm wrong the next jump we get is potentially the 15th to the 18th century um this is within the timeline of the game um though the 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 thing that you mentioned just now side the salazar chronology note it doesn't have dates Mm. um but due to other notes and like kind of what coincides with the writings and the records those that time frame makes sense um we can only presume that these demons were the plaga infected when they dug too deep, as dwarves do. <laughs> we know this region has isolated itself from the rest of the world too. Its technology and worldview is still stuck, potentially hundreds of years before, with like present day 2004, with machinery being brought in as helpful aid for the miners. Um, but their culture and ethics are still frozen in time. Then a hundred years give or take before two- that 2004. Ramon Salazar got sick. Now, this is this is something I did put down in my notes, right? But ah, this is going to sound really wild. But are the world wars in the Resident Evil universe?
2: I yes,
4: as in World War One, World War Two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I want you to take special note of that, like when this happened hundred years or so ago from two thousand four, because give or take, uh, this is around like to give or take a couple of decades. This is around when Miranda also promised a gift to the village in romania which happened in 1919 right. right do i think do i think these two th- and the reason why i say that by the way is because spanish influenza right happened around that time too yeah right so somebody got sick right and then they were promised things by sadler and then it got bad you know um do i think these two things are related yes do i think the megamycete and the plague are the same no But I do think the Plaga is an ancient organism, whereas the megamycete is maybe its child. Interesting. More on that later. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is not a coincidence. The sign of worship for Miranda is four points around a circle made of feathers which splay out like fingers. Mm. In the center is the Cadu. Whereas the sign of worship for the Church of the Illuminados is four hands placed in a similar way with a blue gem at at its center. The Sadler family is old, and that island is where they looked over the Valdebolos region where the castle and, villi- and the village is set. We have two dates for the Sadler family. There could be another one, but I couldn't get that uh, in the ritual room. I couldn't get to it mm. uh, in time uh, last night. I just got very tired. <laughs> so the earliest one we know is seventeen forty-eight. So that- 1741, Sorry. so that's the 18th century. But they could go back further than that. Judging by the ancient ruins on the island and hints, an ancient civilization being there in further notes, and we see it—like there's stuff there that looks very degraded, potentially thousands of years old. Right, but that's theory. um The demons are the Saddler family. I think that's pretty obvious. And the Salazar's had been fighting them back for centuries, yeah. or even longer. Okay, so now back to the connection between Miranda and the Saddlers. In several notes. In several notes uh, in RE4R, we're hinted at a black goo-like substance, mm-hmm. which you just brought up, so si. I honestly don't know what the... The pathogen. I'm, I'm sorry. I just... Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, I don't know what the fascination is with media right now and black goo is, um, but it's pretty hot, apparently. Um, I think Miranda may be a Saddler or has has relations with them in some way. Um, But she went her, excuse my pun, separate ways to look for methods to bring back a child because the plaga killed kids who were infected with it. Mm, mm -hmm. That's also in a note. Uh, The black goo may may be a reference to a Megamycete being in this area or giving Miranda a lead to search for one in the first place. Or she may have just made it. I think she made it, to be honest. Um, The way that the Megamycete and the Plagga work is being a part of a network. The Megamycete works through the mycelium or mold. And the Plaga works like a hive of insects do uh, do due to pheromones or dancing. Um, no, really, look at bees dance. They do a whole dance thing. <laughs> and the similarities don't stop there. The way the Cadu was created used nematodes, which are worm-like parasitic creatures. And what do we see when we blow a ganado in half? Worm-like creatures mm. reaching out to claim life. Also, it's what we kind of denote with Nemesis as well. Right,
0: as well. tentacles. So these so, all... Yeah.
4: These all have a connection. And that's just ancient ancient history. Mm. The story of present day is us, as usual, getting there after everything has gone to pot. <laughs> Osman Sadler has ideas of expanding his Plaga Empire to one of the biggest empires on the planet, the US. So he offers Krauser power. And Krauser was like, oh yeah, brother, and stole the president's daughter <laughs> because the US doesn't know how to treat his, ve- his veterans. So, <laughs> Paul Kogan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ashley was to be infected, then sent back, and Sadler would have control over the entire nation. But our floppy head hotness turned up and ruined his plan. <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is that's like the overarching main story, right. right? That's like what we recognize. But there's all this stuff mm. I'm so interested in that happened. Um like the initial story of RE4R is like an iceberg. Um like the main plot mm. is just the yes. tip of it, but like, there's so much more to it now, uh, and it's one of its strongest points for this game, whereas it was its weakest point for me mm-hmm. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to class. <laughs> we may carry on. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, I, I really, it's a thing that actually is worth
0: saying. I really appreciate that they did that because I don't really remember what the files in RE4 are like, but I'm pretty sure they're mostly just there to prompt you gameplay wise. Um, a lot of the sort yeah. of Sadler and Salazar history that you've mentioned, we get via like, guidebooks and stuff it's not in re4 so it's good to have that in re4 are switched up a little bit more information here and there certainly but uh, in terms of the village and seven connections yeah they are interesting indeed okay let's jump into characters there's a lot to get through re4 has quite an expansive cast in its own sort of way and lots of iconic characters i'm actually going to be selfish here and start us off um and it references back to what some of you were saying about uh leon in resident evil 4 now feeling like a part of leon's actual history instead of this weird standout uh dude with a bunch of one-liners who laughs about everything he does really feel like a step between two and six now which just feels very deliberate um i really love leon in this he's still got some sass and one-liners the best one-liner in the series now belongs to leon at the end of this game I'll give you a holy body. Um, I think people might sleep (laughs) on his arc here. that has been brand new, brand newly added to the game. Um, Krauser says, you haven't changed rookie. Luis asks, can people change before he dies? Ada says, you just think you've changed. And Leon says, this time it has to be different. Uh, This again, this is the step between naive cop Leon, who sees everything that he does that just mentally ruins him. And then by RE six, where he's just much more stoic, and like Vendetta, even where he's like drinking himself to death on his voca- on his vacation, um, it feels so much more a natural fit into Leon now. And I really, really, really appreciate all that stuff. Yeah, ah, it's it's so simple, it's but it's so effective. Um, yeah, bravo, basically, mm. I guess. Um, Kelsey. Let's go. How do you feel about characters? Let's get the rundown.
3: Yeah, um, I won't go through them all because there's loads. So I'm just going to focus on my key good and bad. Uh, you've hit the nail on the head with Leon. Not going to repeat it. Spot on with that. Um, my, I'm going to get my biggest criticism about this game out of the way first, and that's uh, Sadler. Now, the Sadler Law that James has touched on is awesome, but I think Sadler in this game is completely uh, is came. This game came dangerously close to ruining ruining him completely. I don't know Mm -hmm. what happened here, but I think my biggest issue and I don't really have issues with cuts and stuff, but they cut out like the early meeting with Sadler in the church in this game. And I think it has a huge knock on effect where this game is desperately in need of another scene or two of him interacting with the heroes because they hold back for so long on like the Sadler reveal. And yeah. he's just like, you know, flashing in the minds as an, as a voice and stuff and as a shadowy sort of cutaway, which completely disrupts like the balance of power. And so I al- I almost, almost not sure I ever felt Leon was fully in trouble because there wasn't like that key, key bad guy presence. It just wasn't strong enough for me. And I think if you had met him early and that connection with him as a villain was made, it would have been a lot stronger. Whereas here... Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, far less impactful. And I kind of struggled... You you might even forget about Sadler until the moment he kind of takes his hood off. And yeah, I'm just a bit confused as to what happened here. And I think there's been a lot of focus on certain things in the development of this game. And I do think this is a big oversight because I think that meeting in the church has really messed up the sort of as i say power dynamic and it was a big thing for me that i felt the ho- kind of the whole way through and some you know it, we all have different experiences playing the game but for someone who i think is such a key ca- character and i've made fun of him in the past for being like jafar from disney but I, you know he wasn't <laughs> like that here and i actually quite liked the new voice i thought it was kind of quirky and unusual um but there just wasn't enough of him and i thought i think this game is missing its big bad because of it it feels like the game potentially is given the way it unfolds at the very very end it's potentially missing you know a few extra scenes but yeah so it really really frustrated me how Sadler was handled but on the flip side of that um Lewis is the absolute MVP for me. I think we've sort of touched yeah. on it already. The working for Umbrella is so important in making this feel like Resident Evil. And his character, I think, is, along with Leon, like one of the best written throughout the game. Like, he kept me guessing is he the good guy? Is he the bad guy? He has, I think. You know, you said Leon has the best one-liner. I think Lewis has some of the best dialogue in the game. Uh, hey, that was my lance. Absolutely flawed me. Like he's just, <laughs> he is so lovable in so many yes. different ways. The lab photo. I mean, this just felt like a gift for re fans like this just added so much depth to his character and seeing him in the lab with his lab coat on this was like a wink to the fans and it was kind of it, it may have been a bit it, 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 you know you could have put wesker in the photo and it would have been too much but yeah this was like this is a staple i feel like should just be in every resident evil game someone pictured in an umbrella lamp. it's yeah i absolutely <laughs> love that um and yeah his his questions about redemption towards his death just superb stuff lovely bit of soul and emotion something i think we can all Mm. relate to you know atoning for bad things can we be redeemed uh i've never worked on bioweapons but humans are complex and they get caught up in weird things and i think he leon's arc is great i think lewis's might be the best you know leon's arc we've got it with the context of re2 and potential future as well lewis basically just exists in this game and i think in the experience of this game his arc is the best for me so yeah I just yeah blown away by him i think they've turned a character that was a bit of a i don't want to say he was a bit of a meme but maybe he was uh in the past um to being yeah absolutely fantastic and uh, not much else to say. i let other people take it away. I think the Leon and Ashley relationship was just infinitely better. Uh, Ashley comes off less like a 12-year-old and more like someone her own age. And yeah, Leon yeah. is likeable. And yeah, that's my two big points. Just not happy with Sadler and so absolutely in, in love with Lewis. Just knocked out of the path. I
0: think, yeah, the whole... I mean, we're going to absolutely have to get into the Lewis thing because he's so good. Like capital letters like as if it's a, t- you know, like a title. He's been given the Carlos treatment mm. and we all mm. hoped that for him and he's absolutely gotten it. I think in the original game, he's perfectly fine. Underbaked, certainly. Yeah. He's not a bad character, but this time around, he is the standout character of the game for me. Um, as you said, his arc is great. We get more backstory. Not just Umbrella, but we get files written by like his grandfather that you looked yeah. after him and stuff like that. And we get to know more about him and his love for this Don Quixote book and and uh, tying back into Leon as well, and that whole both their arcs kind of connect. When Luis says to Leon, "I hope you like thrill rides," and at the end of the game when they get on the the stupid boat thing to get out, Leon says to Ashley, "You like thrill rides?" I'm like showing the effect that Luis has had on Leon. Chef's kiss, just yeah, brilliant. I did a list for work, which was changes we loved about this game. And I thought, is putting Luis at number one just a bit insular? And I was like, no, because he's brilliant. Yeah, he's so good. I love him. Uh, Steve, characters, good, bad. How do you feel?
1: Okay. So yeah, we've already touched on. I think uh, Leon. Uh, as much as I love the original version of Leon in, in original R. E. Four. Kind of an outlier. Kind of ridiculous for the sake of ridiculousness in its own game. More Dante than Leon, certainly. Mm. Um, Current Nick Nick Apostolidis' uh, take on RE4, Leon, is fantastic. Kind of hope they give him his own original adventure soon. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but you're awesome. As opposed to RE2 and RE4. Let him have his own. Um, Ashley, great. Uh, Luis, you've already said pretty much everything I wanted to say. Kind of, I feel, a little bit to the detriment of the fact that Ada has been sort of, I feel, a bit mishandled. If you told me this is Carla with a conscience, I would actually kind of (laughs) believe it, uh, the way she behaves. But uh, I'm talking of Sadler, particularly Sadler. In this, uh, the original Sadler would call him a cliché. He (laughs) feels like he is basically uh, Miranda too. Yes, Uh, yeah. And I don't like that. I liked the idea that he was a scheming, Machiavellian, a proper megalomaniac who just wants power. The cult is just a facade to get more power. Now, he's a diehard believer of said cult, and it basically has rewritten his entire character. Uh, Mm. Salazar very much is like a quiet, annoying pain in the bum who only starts saying his original lines in his boss fight. Uh, He's just a tedious annoyance. I feel like those two being the pivotal villains of the cult uh i've been mishandled kind of badly browser uh i feel like if if i was in charge the way that fight goes down and how integral he is to leon's story especially so it seems like i'm not sure if exactly right but operation javier seems to have been a completely botched operation this time around like um i don't know if manuel has died and 20 other men died in the process but it's definitely left its mark on Leon and Krauser. I feel like the Krauser boss fight should have been the ending fight with how much they are integral to each other's plot. Um, yeah. That would have been a massive rewrite.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: vocal, vocally, I would argue he's probably a little bit too Cobra Commander. That's more, <laughs> I think that's more the vo- vocal direction going for 80s bad guy. Like, but the fact that he has so much more depth to him as a person as opposed to just a bit of a git who Leon knew, it's a shame that it's not like the uh, the capping off of the journey instead we get I am Miranda too look at my squiggly bits uh, besiege my insects like I understand how and what they're going for and the fact they've established that Los Illuminados is now Sadler's basically the family business the family trade but it's it's lost a bit of the magic for me uh, mm. I appreciate the fact that Lewis has got his own law room though every Resident Evil game needs a law room now that's uh, <laughs> definitely a thing right so yeah it's mi- it's mixed for me um, Ada particularly uh, I love the scene she gets at the end where we basically get definitive no, screw you uh, Mr. Wesker yeah. but up, up until then I don't, she doesn't feel like Ada to me just feels like a, a mean lady Leon once knew. I don't feel the same uh, conflictive um, you know, conflict of uh, love and hate between Leon and Ada we usually get if, if, it in it, if that makes any sense I realise I'm probably rambling at a, than, a thousand words a minute but yeah I feel like the mishandling of characters is probably the only bugbear with this game, really, that I have. Mm. uh, Besides that one gameplay niggle I mentioned earlier. uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I agree. Especially with Krauser. Like, this was something that I was alluding to earlier. And similarly, it might not be that big of a deal now that we've kind of received word that the remakes apparently and I'm still waiting on further confirmation of this, that they take place in their own continuity, then it's kind of okay. Because it seems really weird to me that they would name drop Operation Javier, get me really excited in that first boss fight, and then when you read his little law room, they've actually changed what Operation Javier actually was. So I'm like, what? what? Who are all these men that died? It was a two-man job and they both got out. Like, what are you talking about? So that is a massive, massive misstep for me. If it's a separate timeline, then it's kind of forgivable and okay, whatever, that's alright. If it's not, then well, that can't you can't have both. Like that's a canon issue right there, and a big one, because it completely informs his character arc in this game in a different way. And it doesn't match up in the slightest. So there's there's definitely more they could have done with Krauser in general, I felt like he would have had more of a presence since he is randomly inserted it in RE4. And they had a chance to do a bit more with it uh, here, other than being in the opening cutscene. I felt like he was going to get a bit more to do, but uh, not so much of the case. I also, just for the record, completely agree with everything everybody is saying about the other bad guys, but I don't need to harp on about it. So uh, Jordan, how do you feel about the characters in the game?
2: Uh, Well, first of all, just to cover a little bit about Sadler as well. Uh, Yeah, it's a a big sort of disappointment because Sadler was infuriating in the original game. Mm. Like, you knew you could take him but he was always out of reach but he kept having you know one over you like so by the time that you actually get to sort of facing him you you know really want to knock him down quite a few pegs um but you get a, a decent amount of exposure throughout this the story to Sadler. i just don't think that it necessarily sort of came across that strong or he was not really infuriating in the sight in the slightest mm-hmm. um and I don't know if that's necessarily just down to how it's presented, or if it's down to partly um, the performance. I mean, it's a bit weird because I think it's it's been quite unfair how, exactly how much uh, Lily Gao has sort of faced the the brunt of criticisms for mm. this game, the few that there are, um, with regards to her performance as Ada Wong. Um, first of all, I didn't I didn't think she was she was bad at all. I think she, I think she was quite good. Um, I think all of the actors were capable of having some flat scenes, to be quite honest. Although I think the the most sort of disappointing um, sort of dynamic, I think, was between Leon and Ashley. Uh, I felt that there was a very very much a lack of chemistry there, despite the fact that they're going through this ordeal together for so much of the game. Um, but most of their interactions really kind of either... They either come down to we're going to get through this okay or they come down to a fun playful yeah we you know open the door or you know way to go you know we work we make a good team it was uh i don't know it was just a bit milk toast for the opportunity there to kind of build something a little bit sort of greater mm-hmm. um kind of add a little bit more weight to the to how much that they've went through uh they obviously have handled sort of grounding the characters Quite well, considering so many of these sort of characters were very different in the original. Um, but that was just an opportunity missed for me. But there were a couple of um, you know standout performances. Really like Louis Uh Obviously, he's he's one of those characters that you really like, sort of in the original anyway, and you wanted to see more yeah. of. And yeah. this game obliges in the best way. Um, you know, his you know all of his scenes uh, are, are pretty fantastic. And uh, I warmed to him near immediately. Uh, The Merchant's great. Despite the fact that it is, obviously, it is a a different voice actor, so it's not that specific voice. Um, It's funny to see people kind of complain. It's like, oh, he doesn't even say, what are you buying? And it's like, he does. It's just that he has so many more lines now. Yes. In fact, he won't shut up. Yes. He's got so much to say. And so if you're if you're really in it for, the, for some Merchant talk, oh, you're going to get it. Merchant is practically doing his own podcast. <laughs> yes. While you're shopping. I'd listen. He's got something to say. <laughs> so, I really like that. I'm really split on how I feel about um, Ramon Salazar because the thing is the original is great. It's so scenery chewing and so sort of ridiculous. There are shades of it in the boss fight more. Um... I don't like the design at all of, mm. of remake Ramon Salazar. So sort of, I don't know what's going on with the Margaret Thatcher hairdo <laughs> and everything. I I feel like it's one of those character designs they really didn't have to touch at all because it's it's weird because it's like people people like Sadler are, are barely touched, mm. um, and so uh, I don't know why they went in such a different direction. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was one where I was kind of like ah, that's a that's a bit hit or miss um and uh i mean it's, it's boss boss fight's great but just the character was a bit sort of flat so yeah there were a couple of moments where and, and the remakes kind of suffered with this a few times less so in uh remake three but i think remake two and remake four are capable of having opportunities where the bond between characters could be grown especially if they're going to go through conflict and i think there's a there's a bit of a struggle to to quite sort of uh, I don't know sort of hit hit the mark and that was especially the case I found with Leon and Ashley
0: mm. fair that's fair um, Salazar and Sadler have uh, big Yanosh Pohar and Vigo the Carpathian energy <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's up to Coastbusters 2 reference for all five people out there that'll appreciate that um, and as much as that was my favourite movie for 30 odd years even I will admit that Vigo needed more screen time and so does Sadler for sure yeah um, Salazar's thing for me, and I actually disagree, Steve. I like that they took out the hack of the voice calls. It the thingy about it is, I'm glad they did it because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense on how he's able to do it. But the problem is, he didn't replace it with anything. Like he's got it a works few, for the like, ton- trumpet things, on not he? Right, you get that once, and then that's it, and that's his problem with presence. Like he he feels very missing. I actually do. I really like his design in this game, um, but. Yeah, it's just a lacker, just a lack of show for both of these guys. I'm really glad you mentioned everything that you did about the merchant, Jordan, because obviously in our last. And RE4 OG podcast, we went like a million hours and didn't even talk about him. So I'm glad we at least brought him up. <laughs> um, and you're so right. Like he's all, he's, I love him. He's great, but he's almost too chatty. Like I'm trying to sit and compare numbers and he's <laughs> waffling on. I'm like, shut up for a second, please. <laughs> but no, he's great. I love him in the shooting gallery. And this goes for everyone because you can take Ashley and Luis into the shooting gallery. Uh, it's all really fun to hear them all chiming in as well. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. I love New Merchant and I'm really looking forward to, and here's your prediction, playing as the Merchant in Mercenaries, please. Uh, because of that new voice as well, he'd be great. Uh, and also, while we're here, New Wesker's awesome. Infinitely better than the last Wesker. We don't even have to question it. We know why. Let's move on. James, how do you feel about the characters to close this out?
4: Um, I want to make you cry about Louise a second. Oh no. So, Luis says the famous line from the original, which is uh, I'm kind of a ladies' man. Mm -hmm. Um, Or variation of that. Um, And I had a theory, because they focused on Luis and Ada's story a bit more. Not much, but a little bit. Um, And the fact that he was basically working for her in turn working for Wesker, Luis probably probably didn't know that probably won't know um until separate ways if that comes out um but i had a theory that luis only thinks he's a ladies man because ada wong
0: (laughs) yeah
4: oh i love that (laughs) (laughs) because he's because he's he he's a mask right yeah He's a he's complete mask. Like he 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 has this confidence, right? But he has such a lovely personality. Like when he like you know the bit with the Don Qu- Quixote like kind of line that he does. Mm. Like that's I feel like that's the real Luis that she, you see there.
0: Almost childlike.
4: Yeah, mm. like you know it's a nerd, right? You say like he he he's is a, a scientist. Nerd. Yeah. He, you know he's a nerd, and like you know, there's a couple other things he says. Like in the lift, he says "harsh for a squire," <laughs> you know, and it's ah, it's just very, very. Every, every time he says stuff like that, it gets me bubbling because it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I really like Ada. Um, I really like her character. I think she's got way more. Um, instead of just being this femme fatale, boring um character she actually does have some angles to her um like you know i mean and and at the end we see that she completely like goes against her orders like that she's mm-hmm. given and says no like uh which i hope we get more of in separate ways again if that's coming um i really like the voice actor i really you know her 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 character is great um I do I do want more. I, want, I don't want separate ways. I think it's pretty much certain we're going to get it, right? Because, I mean, it's said twice in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, like, I hope in separate ways. It's not like the old separate ways where it, it doesn't tell us anything about Ada. You know, we want to know more about Ada because Ada is, next to Chris Redfield, my least favorite character, right? <laughs> because she just doesn't have any dimension to her. Like it's fine. You can keep making a story. And you can keep saying, "Oh, she's an assassin for hire," and you know she's just this. Oh, you'll never know. But you know, give us something. You know, give give us something there. Um, yeah, for her. Um, in terms of Leon, yeah, one of my points was the thrill rides thing side because when I heard that again, that was another thing that made me kind of tear up a little bit because I was like, oh, God damn it, Leon, because after the louis sarah uh segment you actually see leon uh i don't know why i said it like that you say you see leon um not relax but kind of give a bit more in terms of what his personality is and you see a little bit more of leon from re2 like just the goofy guy you know and he's not like he's not uh, he's he's not like the original, he just, you know, he's just, uh, he says some goofy things sometimes, especially with Ashley. I, I would disagree with Jordan. I really liked Ashley and Leon's uh, relationship. Um, Leon, it was nice to see a juxtaposition because Leon was the unobtainable, it mm. felt like, mm. and Ashley was a young girl who seemed to try and obtain Leon. Right, but... Leon was literally being a professional you know and I saw that with each of their conversations like yes he saw her like slightly as a mark but also as somebody who he needs to protect that line of saying you know um, I can't let it happen again or paraphrasing Mm -hmm. what it was uh, this time it has to be different yeah oh god that line I remember when it first popped up my first playthrough this time I I went what do you mean oh you know because mm-hmm. through all this time i've been you know just been killing f- guys all over the place surface wearing you know and then it gets to that point i'm like oh now it's real again <laughs> you know? um, yeah so it's especially because the island was such a gun toting adventure you know just constantly running and getting to ashley that was your that was your plan uh sorry there was something else oh yeah so the Chopper Mike section. <laughs> I don't understand that section. <laughs> like, and why it was put in the game. There's a bit at the end, and I think it's exactly the same as the remake, right? There's a bit at the end, uh, just before he gets uh, blown out of the sky. No, Navistadors vi- chomp on his helicopter, um, and then he crashes. Um, he says... Oh yeah, get in the chopper. I'll go get us a drink. Um, was Leo seriously thinking about leaving? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, was he seriously thinking about just going and leaving? At what was the point of us us playing eighteen hours of this game? He's done. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, and sure Leo was like, "Oh yeah, brother, let's go." You know, he's like, <laughs> I just didn't. Under- it was so dumb. Yeah, I didn't. Is. I didn't understand that section at yeah. all. Um. Yeah, and like I, it was really hype when it started, and Chopper Mike came in. Oh, look, it's Chopper Mike, and he was super cool, and like it was nice hearing his goofy voice. It was like it was like listening to the original game again. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just there, there was something missing about it. It is my least favorite part of the island. Mm -hmm. Um, just yeah, it feels like a slog, and then you get to the end, and it's just stupid. Um, I don't know. I think I should probably add this to BoW's, but I, could I add the Ganados as characters, or well, should I just talk about B-O-Ws
0: it? BoW's anyway? is next? So go for it. <laughs>
4: should I just go straight in? That's okay. It. Um, right, we're BoW's now, guys. <laughs> so, um, I, I'll, I have a, I have several, but I'll go quickly. So the Ganados are, um, the first, the first plague infected people you come across, and. There's something they say which is really interesting, and it was thanks to Netro uh, in chat. Um, uh, we were talking and trying to figure out what they're saying. Uh, but there is a phrase they say, um, I think it's a presa, hmm. um, and they constantly say it, and it means quickly, quickly. And then there's more words after that, right? When you're in the Louis Sarah siege, you constantly hear it, and it gets like a higher and higher pitch terrifying points like i it really scared me Mm -hmm. like because they were just screaming i hate that kind of surround sound like it was it was like a sensory overload right but it was amazingly done um and i think like that like them saying quickly quickly is like we need to get him them quickly yeah that was basically the undertone thoughts of osmond sadler so Mm -hmm. all these words you keep hearing from these ganados from all these infected like, they're just, like, the, the passing thoughts of Osman Sadler, because that's how this in fact, this Plaga works. He's in complete control of this hive, as it were. You know, and you're hearing these things. That's why they don't really make sense, because I was wondering why it doesn't re- really make sense in the translation. Um, so, yeah, Ganados are great. And I love the fact that, uh, again, Netro helped me with this as well. Um, they're genuine. Like, those accents you hear are genuine. Mm. They're not offensive. Yeah, yeah. Like like the original is. Um, and I love that. Um, and I know that's not, not really talking about the B.O.W.s themselves, but I think, yeah, I'll fo- focus on that for them. Um, Del Lago? Hate it. <laughs> I hate that B.O.W. Right? I have, in professional, I have hit that thing 12 times, right, with a harpoon and completed it. Right? I have, I just recently, like yesterday... I went against Del Lago. I hit that thing 28 times and I didn't kill it.
0: Yep.
4: Right. And Steve brought up a really good point about it having weak points. I'm not sure. I have tried to hit its head, I've tried to hit its tail. It doesn't matter where I freaking hit this thing. Right. I've, I've must have gone against this thing multiple times as well. Must have gone against this thing like tens of times now. Mm. You know, I'm trying to test it out, but I don't know how that bloody thing works. The RNG is crazy. It sometimes bugs out. And uh, if you hit if you hit it too many times, it bugs out and starts to kind of just do whirlpools. Goes around, 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 and you just swing around and hit trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because you can't do anything. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my thought. DeLago, Salazar. I really like Salazar's design he reminds me of the carrion monster from the game carrion if anybody's seen that mm, yeah um it's a really cool design it's basically using these like tentacle sucker bloody fleshy appendages to stick itself to things It reminded me of him um yeah i would have liked to kind of see more of him like the transformation because you don't see that um and i would have liked to see that um yeah uh I tell you what, I let other people talk about the regenerators but I want to quickly say the Comios, the the dogs. Mm. I think that's how you pronounce that, right, Nitra? Um, They look goofy as hell. I don't like. Yeah, that. they do. Like they do. They they look like um. God, what was that show? That puppet show? Uh, there was like a big mouth. Oh, it was a and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention that name because he's a butthole. But <laughs> it reminded me of a, an old an old Muppet show um and yeah they they look really really dumb mm. um that's my take on bow's
0: fair um i actually have to say that i thought the ganados were less creepy in this game than the original for the most part i thought they were really strong uh, i just thought the chanting in the original game is i just think it's a lot scarier especially the zealots and stuff as they just constantly chant and chant and chant it's really really creepy In this, less so much. In fact, the one that stands out the most, Gloria the Plaga, is just mostly annoying. (laughs) 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 Uh, But beyond that, they are great. You know, they feel really good as a horde. The gore from them is great. The transformations that they go through is really, really good. Uh, They are a really, really strong standard enemy. Um, Yeah, so big fan of that. Um, and also, just going to throw in that the yeah, Del Lago is uh, rubbish. It's uh, definitely the worst boss fight in the game. The <laughs> original, is arguably better. It's been a long time since I did it, but I would imagine it's better because I don't enjoy this every time. Um, I've stopped several playthroughs and just had to come back to them later because I just hate going up against this boss fight that yeah. takes your agency away. It's, yeah, it's just not not so much. And this is the difference between it and the Donkey Kong Country segment is that you don't just change the weapon. Like you get given a stupid rubbish harpoon. You don't know how it works, but also you can't move either. And it just goes on forever because yeah. you can't determine where you, yeah, you can move around a little bit to try and dodge things, but there are just moments where it's like, well, I just couldn't dodge that.
4: I, I had no, it, fe- it feels like the illusion of agency. Yeah. It's
0: it's like, it's, it's really yeah. sucky and uh, it feels out of place in that way. Um, I also won't necessarily go on too much, but I did want to at least say in our last podcast episode, we, we, we monkey poured it we we were like hashtag bring back bugs um, and, <laughs> and the Navista are awesome and they look so cool and the camo is great it looks really good but man they can be annoying they're everywhere in this game they're just like even in the final boss fight you know I was really surprised by that <laughs> it's cool but they are irritating sometimes um, Jordan how do you feel about BOWs in this game what are your standouts for good
2: or for worse uh, with regards to the Grenadiers, it's, it's a bit of a weird one because I feel like uh, we've been spoiled by the core enemies in Remake Two mm. and Three, in that they made zombies scary again, like really quite intimidating, and uh, obviously Grenadiers, they're, they're obviously generally meant to be sort of tackled as a sort of a, a crowd, as a group, and that um, they're all right. I do like things like the way that they, uh, you know, charge um, more sort of readily now. Um, some of the animations were sort of like a bit less creepy, though. Um, I always like in the original. I always liked the fact that um, they were at their most sort of frantic and sort of dreary, uh before transma- transformation into plaga's, basically, mm. um, and yet once they did sort of burst out with Plagas at the top of their head, they're all really still. Um, yes. Um, and- very, very m- methodic. And it was always creepy to me because it was kind of like, it was a case before, it was sort of like, these are sort of you know, sort of a shambling horde of villagers mm. that, you know, they're a bit sort of inefficient and in that. But once the Plaga sort of breaks out, it's really, it's just, it's heat-seeking. It's after you. And it it's suddenly in full control. It doesn't have to sort of you know worry about the human body it's just a vessel to get from where it is to you so i really liked that um from the original and it was a I don't know. It's it's not like it's a big difference. It's just they shamble a whole lot more, um, mm. and it's especially goofy when you use things like the the bolt gun on them, and they're, they're constantly you know falling backwards. Low, Whoa, you know, <laughs> it's it's a little bit sort of uh, silly. But obviously, there's lots of really good animations, um, lots of really cool like sort of falling animations, which can make you laugh a little bit like <laughs> especially if you're very tactical and you just basically fight near stairs all the time you get half your work done just because people will keep falling downstairs <laughs> um, i I also really sort of detested the novice doors um it I just felt embarrassed by it because <laughs> despite the fact that it you know they they bash you over the head with the fact that they camouflage they you know, uh, bed in just about anywhere bit above you, below you mm. and they could come flying through a window or stuff like that, but obviously primarily, um, yeah they camouflage themselves, and yet like Sideshow Bob, <laughs> running into every raid, <laughs> I ran into every Navista door and I took a hit from every <laughs> single one of them, and it's so annoying because it's kind of like, I suppose I sort of took it as, because they don't necessarily harm you substantially compared to some of the enemies you kind of feel like oh, it's not worth sort of taking this step by step and going really kind of careful. And as such, I just ended up running into every single one of them. And the (laughs) bugs got me every single time. They constantly surprised me. It's like Arrested Development, Gene Parmesan. I was like, yeah, they got me again. (laughs) It's like, am I I never going to spot like that weird sort of greenish-gray mass that's literally five feet in front of me? (laughs) It's like, is there ever going to be a time where i just actually shoot it but uh yeah so i got caught out on that a lot um i i thought that regenerators and iron maidens re- remained sort of as strong as they you know sort of ever were um especially like the <laughs> the graphical fidelity that is lent to the iron maidens and their spikes like i don't know i always hated those spikes of the original and there's even more of them now. I, I I don't know. It's it's a horrid horrid image, um, and uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the of fight a bit more as well. Um you know, both both of fights I think were you know sort of a bit a bit stronger in this. Uh besides that, I think more more or less. Oh wait, no, sorry. Um, the uh, the Red Zealots. Yeah, hated it. <laughs> I, I, it's just uh, there's that one particular room where I, I can't remember which head of the the Manticore the Library you're you're getting, but it's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the room and uh, oh I couldn't wait to get to that guy. In fact, I didn't take him out in long you know long range because I genuinely just wanted to go up and beat it <laughs> the, the bleep out of him.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
2: Um so they they're great cuz i just I, I i know just how annoying <laughs> they are. Um and the only other shout out is uh to um Salazar. Uh i actually quite liked the the fight against Salazar for more reasons than just the boss fight itself. But yeah, I, I i don't know, it's just did i use the rocket launcher too many times in my original RE4 playthroughs? I don't know. I just <laughs> it stood out mm. more. So yeah, actually, there's a bunch of stuff there that I
0: have to agree with. The Talking about Ganados in the original RE4, you talking about them and we suddenly realise what's so creepy about them is, and you especially notice this if you're using like a long-range weapon, as they sort of walk towards you and you pop their head, they just keep walking and then the plug comes out. They just don't stop. They just keep mm. walking and you get far less of that in this game. I don't think I even saw it once. It might not be in this game. I have no idea. Certainly oh, certainly didn't is. notice it oh it is okay yeah. well I think yeah, that that might be down to just obviously the way the game plays differently and the yeah. camera and stuff like that okay fair enough um, but it's a lot more obvious in the original game certainly um, for me I'm going to go into the regenerator conversation now uh, I love that they can grab you from such a distance that's terrifying and also if you buy the character model of both that and the Iron Maiden they, the way they wobble is just awful but <laughs> just <laughs> disgusting <laughs> But they're way less creepy. I thought they were way less scary. I think the audio is not necessarily as oppressive, the raspy breathing. Yes. You get far less of it. So the actual sort of dread, I guess is probably the right word, of coming across them felt far lesser uh, for me because uh, it was all about that oppressive audio in the original game and you don't get that here so much, unfortunately. Uh, so them being like the scariest thing of the original game and feeling toned down certainly has an overall effect on the horror in the remake, I feel like. Uh, Steve, how do you feel about uh, the B.O.W.'s in the game?
1: Genuinely, I'm still stunned at how consistent they are with their original counterparts, for the mm. most part. Mm. Um, the only one of the main basic enemy roster that's been dropped, I feel, is JJ, right? He's been replaced with Gauntlet Brute. Yes, uh, they've got yeah. names
0: as well, those things, but I can't think what they are. they just called is Brutes. just Brute. Is it just Brute, yeah. yeah, I think it is. Uh, the-
1: I honestly find that the uh, the slightly buff Ganada with a cow for a head is just terrifying. I love that more with. than...
0: Yeah, I love that a lot more.
1: It's uh, it's It shouldn't be. You know, the Chainsaw Man's meant to be more iconic enemy. But for some reason, I, I see the cow wet and I'm like, Oh God, he's going to take 40 <laughs> million Magda rounds. It's, it's, uh, it's great. It's great. Also, uh, personally, uh, the Red Zealot terrifies me in the best possible way. Like... <laughs> it, the way see, seeing all these other plague heads sprouted around me, not only was that a, a genuine threat, I thought, if I take too long, does Leon just die? Does he just become one or something? <laughs> I felt like I was on the clock. Because the pad's vibrating each time, like your heart's beating, and it's like... Aah. So, yeah, anxiety and dread from them is also um, you know horrible in the best possible way. And I'm very much like Jordan. I had to get close and beat that man to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's cruel when capcom put them out of arm's reach during like the clock tower sequence but generally yes get close murder <laughs> it's fun uh other than that i absolutely detest the salazar boss fight for some of its cheapness like i appreciate it and i can the carrying monster is a great shout the way it moves around aesthetically i think they've uh, reworked it fantastically yeah. and i i would think it would be fantastic if it weren't for the fact that he seems to have a move that can hit you from the other side of the screen, an instant kill move that he can just get you in two seconds if he feels like it. And he can combo into it. I feel like it's not been balanced properly. This could be like scrub quotes, quote you know, quotes all day. Yeah. You know, I was salty as heck, launch night fighting this thing, um, uh, to the point now where I'm going to buy a rocket launcher every time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, other than that, Sadler, I think it's been improved quite a lot uh the the original Saddler fight was the one where here's every possible mechanic and interactable thing you could possibly do in the game right have i and wreck him now Mm -hmm. it's the same but he's massive and breaks the arena apart and occasionally summons like hordes Mm -hmm. um though the standout probably is still crowds around one uh, basically you now need to know how to use the game's newest mechanic yeah uh, and it's done to great effect if a little stressful on the harder difficulty settings so all in all Gameplay wise, I know I griped about the no selling of certain attacks, but that's literally the only reason, the only gameplay gripe I have besides, like, you know, rubbish side content. that's like shoot medals or rats. Uh, that's that's a different <laughs> issue entirely, anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the horde of BOWs you shoot through pretty solid. Uh, and it's amazing how much they hold up because a lot of them are the same.
0: Mm. Yeah, there is that as well. I think that's important that they changed the things that need changing and kept the things as needed to stay the same as essentially the same the Gyarados are really fun to fight they are essentially the same thing but now with the sort of new additions that you've got they're really fun like just taking one out with just a knife which is quite easy to do when it's just the one of them when it's the two of them it's a nightmare but if you do the one with just the knife that's really fun just sneaking around him um, and obviously, Verdugo, or Daddy Dugo, as I've called him once, and apparently now st- that's now sticking. So uh, that's a future t-shirt. Again, just exactly how it was before, which is exactly what it needed to be. Uh, for, for me, the changes, the Salazar boss fight, I, I'm not a massive fan of it. I don't quite hate it as much as you, but admittedly, I've only done it once without a rocket launcher. So uh, that's going to be fun to try and do uh, sort of standard again. Um, but the design, you're right. The design is great uh, on that one, certainly. Um, I don't think if there's any other major changes. Not particularly. There is a lack of U3. And yes.
1: there's a Verdugo who has gone missing.
0: Well, the, I, see, this is the thing, right? The U3 is now the Verdugo, implied to be the Verdugo in the lore. True. But, uh, there is a Verdugo that's missing. And I do expect that's probably DLC fodder that they've done on purpose. Yeah. So yeah I think works, it's Ada's boss fights. Yeah, it works for me
2: um one extra uh aspect of the uh, enemies i wanted to talk about uh, was the uh, dr salvador um the bella sisters just one little thing which i quite liked i don't know if the original had this because i never experienced this <laughs> but even after you kill them um if they're sort of like shaking about on the floor the chainsaw can still oh. hurt you <laughs> if you happen to walk over nice. it um i learned that in the mines and i was like wait what what just got me there was literally nothing next to me except the lady with the chains oh <laughs> and i like that that was a nice touch um but that was that was it um it was, it was just a nice touch. Mm.
0: Speaking of which, actually, what's really funny, the first time I played through the game, I bought one rocket launcher and didn't use it. I was like, well, I'm at the final boss now, so I used it against Sadler's final form. So the first time I played the game, I didn't even have Ada throw me the special rocket launcher, and I thought they'd cut the scene. I'm like, No, I just beat them to it. <laughs> <laughs> when I played through it, it did the handgun-only thing. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, no, nope, there it is. Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, Kelsey, to round us out with BOWs before we move on, um, how do you feel about them? The sure. Beasties?
3: Uh, my favorites are Nikki and Brie, the Bella Twins. I think uh, <laughs> they just, I think their reveal <laughs> is so good. I love that cutscene. Yeah, yeah. And then that section of gameplay is really fun as well. I am slightly annoyed, and I know this happened in the original, that, that Salvador and the Bella, or one of them, appears again later. I just wish that they'd have just stayed as single appearance mini-bosses. It becomes a bit video gamey when they reuse mm-hmm. it so that's a shame but i mean i just what i've said before chainsaws just don't lose their charm and i think yeah it's incredible leon as well i'm a one woman kind of guy like who's he talking about there i don't know but um yeah (laughs) uh the i am a big fan of the lost illuminatus monk uh which that new mechanic added a, a fun twist first when i went into that room and he started chanting i thought you know those chains that are hanging from the ceiling with the spikes on I thought I was yeah. walking into them and they were causing me damage. And I thought, oh, I've got to avoid them. And it wasn't until I got like five minutes later into the room and saw him chanting. I was like, oh, no, he's messing with my head. So I loved that new mechanic. <laughs> and exact the way he just kind of like hunches down and scurries away like a little chicken is, yeah, it's infuriating. <laughs> and like, you know, you guys have said, <laughs> chasing him down and and finishing him off is very, very kind of like satisfying. So yeah, loved the Bella Twins. Loved the new the Illuminados Monk, the um, Duke, Daddy Daddy Dugo. You've covered. You know what's not to love about that. Uh, Men- Mendes was my favourite boss fight, I think, um, because mm. Salazar you've mentioned is just run and shoot, run and shoot, and Sadler boss fight is kind of the same, just with a bit more, yeah, with the horde stuff. But I liked the Mendes boss fight. It felt there was a bit more sort of tactical stuff going on. I loved his little whirlwind spin which the first time I played through I didn't get but playing through on hardcore where he takes a bit longer to take down he sort of does this thing where he spins around like a whirlwind in that first stage of his boss fight and that was really really cool um yeah uh was it james that mentioned the dogs as well completely they reminded me of the aliens from attack the block where they're just all black with teeth and yeah Yeah. really unimaginative i didn't really like their their new new placements that they had was kind of cool and surprising but yeah not a big fan um yeah you guys have all covered it really um the boss fights a little bit underwhelming but i think we've all got our favorite little bows along the way and yeah just still love chainsaws i think yeah you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah
4: yeah do, do you know what's fun about those monks by the way mm. is that when you go on harder difficulties they move around yeah so like like on the harder difficulties on the elevator for instance like he's not going to be in the same
3: place oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's a pain in yeah. the yeah, yeah I love him. <laughs> And their chance of you know, that Gloria L.S. ass, is, I, I think it's amazing.
4: Me. Nine years since my awakening. Upon the release of these valve, black liquid shall enter my veins and circulate throughout my entire body. I expect this will be the most painful experience of my life. I await the trial with great anticipation. It is an honor to suffer through the holy labor of rebirth the next time I awaken it will be as a true servant of Master Ramon I, Isidro Jurarte de la Vera make this vow
2: I will surpass the limitations of man and become a true servant of God I will find the heretics
4: and serve as their executioner there they do go
0: Okay, uh, let's talk about the way the game looks, the way the game sounds. Uh, this is sort of one of our last portal calls here. Um, Kelsey, I'm going to put it to you first. How do you think about, yeah, the general aesthetic of Remake mm. 4, wherever you want to go with it?
3: Um, so this is a game that I think, at times, looks really state-of-the-art. It's beautiful, like beautiful settings. The cutscenes I've kind of touched on already—they're just—they're on another planet of production. Like it's—it's it's some of the best direction in Resident Evil you'll ever see. So, you know, huge credit to the actors and stuff in the mocap, but the cinematography of the cutscenes and the editing—it's really high quality, and you know, it's—it's it's on par with movies. You know, this wants to be an action movie, and it kind of made me think. Well, you know, if they decided not to remake the game, we could have just got. A new cg movie that was re4 because yeah <laughs> the the sort of the prowess that's gone into it and the direction is jaw-dropping at times and i mentioned the the lewis and leon scene and stuff like that so yeah th- there's so much in there um that that being said the game is like riddled with technical issues which i think in all honesty it doesn't ruin the experience but it definitely put a dampener on it for me and i think ignoring it would kind of be a bit biased so i while playing this game like i experienced quite a few crashes loss of sound uh the floor disappeared a couple of times um weird bugs with arrows floating around me uh there's texture pop in in some of the cutscenes as well and I, i know that this isn't just an xbox thing because i've watched you know tech breakdowns and there's there's different issues on dip on each platform and I think while we all agree and I think that everyone probably agrees that the game generally looks amazing and the re engine continues to do things that are you know unique and high quality there's just there was quite a few bugs in this which did frustrate me a little bit um and that's just me trying to be you know honest about what I experienced uh, because I'm always singing the praises of this engine but there was definitely some odd moments in this and I think they had a mammoth task with the game you know they've mostly pulled it off you can see that they're pushing the technology to its limits and it's just resulted in these frustrating little bits which you know I can ignore I can ignore and you know we live in a time where games are releasing broken all the time this this isn't broken (laughs) but it's maybe not as polished as I would have liked it to be. It maybe just needed another month or so. I don't know. But, you know, ignoring that, just from an art design perspective, it's a photo mode dream most of the time. And cinematography, as I say, just had my mouth on the floor. The locations are full of depth. The characters have soul. And despite the action being the focus, I think the visuals are a huge reason for that atmosphere and tone being, you know, more what I'm looking for from a Resident Evil game and, you know, wanting to get sucked into kind of every nook and cranny. And I think yeah, this game it retains a lot of horror and the visuals are a big part of that. So yeah, just it looks looks beautiful. Um I had a few comments about audio, which I'll I just quickly go into them now or do you want to circle? It. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So audio, I mean, I haven't been able to sort of sit and listen to the soundtrack. I don't think it's out, but from what you can hear, like, yeah, audio in this game is incredible uh like no right to go this hard i think is the phrase that people like to say uh some of my favorite bullet points here so shooting range remix that's already on my gym playlist oh, um, it's great it's yep. just it's just amazing the gun sounds the blood sounds the screeches Uh, Yeah, there's um, music-wise, there's Dark Souls all over it. And that's not just because I've been playing Dark Souls recently. I think Leon even opens the doors like the character in Dark Souls in this game. So we (laughs) know that they're referencing the game. Uh, Or Despite the Del Lago boss fight being frustrating, the theme is its amazing. It's perfect horror monster stuff. If you can go and listen to that new Del Lago theme. This is one of my favorite RE tracks in a long time. Um, I picked the del lago theme on mine now that's what i call survival horror for the original re4 yeah uh this excuse the pun just blows out of the water this is so good (laughs) it's got the classic brass notes classic resident evil uh yeah i i didn't really notice it until maybe my second playthrough because i've played through once and i'm playing through on hardcore at the moment but so i was i was doing del lago a lot more on hardcore and I, i really really heard it but yeah absolutely loved it the krauser fight theme uh funnily enough uh this is weird it's something that popped into my head but it sounds like if you go and listen to it it sounds like danny elfman's spider-man theme but amped up and that sounds like a really silly thing to say but that danny elfman theme is an amazing piece of music and it's it's very similar here and we know that this game is looking at big action movies all the time superheroes mission impossible and all that kind of stuff and I think the big action notes were all over it so yeah I wanted to touch on those visual bugs I think you know everyone knows they're net everyone knows that they're there and everyone's going to have a different experience but this this feels like a it feels very very top quality it feels a little bit unpolished in places but you know, I loved it. It looks great and it sounds great. So just, yeah, huge, huge credit to, you know, the game developers and all that. There's so much to enjoy about the visuals and the the overall presentation.
0: I'm going to be careful what I say now because it's going to make it sound like I'm licking boots a little bit, but um, I did want to say something because this is the first major release that I've had the opportunity to play early and... It was an interesting one with resident evil 4 because capcom everyone talked about it at the time and then now everyone's shut up about it but when the embargo lifted it became sort of public knowledge that capcom had asked for uh reviewers to just use some specific footage capture your own but you only use these parts of the game and a lot of people quite rightfully because in the gaming you know community and we've got here history to back this up that's sometimes a case to be worried that a studio doesn't want uh, reviewers to show specific things or only show specific things that maybe the game is a broken mess Um, and a lot of people were really really worried and as someone who had access to the game uh, my experience uh, early before the day one patch my experience is completely different to yours not to invalidate your experience I've seen your screenshots absolutely so it was funny for me to see people being like oh no this game's going to be a mess why would Capcom do this otherwise and I had to be like no no listen to the review scores they're not being paid off or anything it's a great time and you've even said yourself you you know despite the issues the game's not broken by any means you still enjoyed it regardless I think it's just a shame that everyone got really freaked out about that and said some stupid stuff and then the game comes out and we all forget about it and it's like you probably should think back on what you did there and overreacting beforehand um, I know it's an isolated case and I know what that makes me sound like but it was a shame as someone that was playing the game be like, no, it's it's not that bad. I can only speak with my personal experience. Before the day one patch, I only really had one issue. Uh, I've not had any issues at all since playing on a PS5. Maybe I've just gotten really, really lucky in the 60 hours I put in. I, I, I may imagine so. I've mostly, admittedly, played on performance mode over resolution. Uh, that's probably a factor as well, of course. Um, so I at least wanted to say that much. I'll get into some other stuff myself, uh, you know, between other people but i wanted to let someone else have a chance to jump in next uh james how do you feel about the way the game looks and the way the game sounds
4: um yeah i want to um just uh follow on from both what you said Sai and Kells. like i i've put almost 70 hours into this game now and um on pc on my sh- again swearing uh pc sorry but um I I've only ever seen really like, you know, some weird graphical glitches like uh coats going weird and stuff like <laughs> I remember like Ashley's coat a lot like sometimes you're in scenes would just go up over a head for some reason. <laughs> okay, which was weird. Yeah. Um yeah, so that was like really immersive breaking. And then it was actually only yesterday I had my very first crash that broke the game and it was really weird how I replicated it. Um, the gate that you open up just before Chopper Mike, the Chopper mic section, um, I paused it because um, I needed to see to Rowan because she was being a loudmouth in the kitchen, who's my cat, by the way. And yeah, uh, the game just crashed. It just like just froze in that moment. And then I I came out of the game because it let me go into the pause menu, came out and the uh, I actually took a screenshot of it, which I'll put up on Twitter later on. But um, it, it gave me a new title screen but it was a freeze of mountains what okay <laughs> yeah i was it was really strange but i couldn't go beyond that point mm. right so i had to f 4 out the game and then i went back and it was fine <laughs> right so it's very very strange um yes but other than that i've not really had any problems and i was expecting to have a lot of problems like cuz my pc is getting really old now um but as usual like i want to like kind of congratulate capcom yet again on optimization mm um and i'm gonna boo and hiss every other games company uh, because i can play this game at 1080 60 frames per second absolutely flawlessly and stream it at that Mm. right and which by the way is no small feat that's a really big deal um yeah and other games are really really far behind in optimization Mm. but the re engine is so good um uh, when it comes to that in terms of how like in terms of like being in the game itself incredible immersive visuals throughout the game um the game does a great job or rather, the visuals do a great job of immersing you into this region that looks like it's been lived in for potentially thousands of years like there is overgrowth Mm. everywhere Mm. like you feel like this is old country like I, I didn't I don't think I said it in the in the RE four OG podcast right because I think mean, we didn't really have any other comparisons but when you kind of look and you know obviously tech was worse back then um, or didn't get to the same point we are now but you you try and compare these two games to each other in terms of visuals and it's wild like how much they've just added like and I'm not th- I'm not talking about just how things look but how busy scenes are. Mm. Like, the levels are themselves. They've added so much that just, that just make you feel like you're there. They transport you into that world. Um, yeah. Uh, I think you guys have said... Oh, yeah, there's the hair thing. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, <laughs> we can't get hair right. It's like Waterback from 2010. Um, we can't get hair right, and there's, like, a hair works thing. Like, there was a Witcher 3... With this game, but the hair looks worse than the 2D layered hair. (laughs) Um, Somehow, um, it looks better on PC, but still looks worse. Like, than, in my opinion, than the 2D hair. Like, if you are really down and get really hard for, like, floppy hair, right? Then maybe it's good for you, but yeah, 2D hair wins. (laughs) <laughs> uh, for me um and i don't think i'm the only one here that thinks that uh yeah they've, they've done re- they've gone really hard and they've like done really well with the uh the the bows they look gross like the broken neck ganados mm. just oh like the way they hiss that's another thing i wanted to mention actually i'll do that in audio but um well i mean yeah the, it's all it's all should I... all right i was just going to audio then so the so there is a there are a lot of like kind of uh references to the original and they've kind of gone really really uh, hardcore with them when it comes to the audio like the the broken neck guys and even when you sometimes you kill just the normal ganados they have that like buzzsaw hissing sound that they make um which really creeped me out Mm. when i was playing the original and it creeped me out (laughs) like when you when you're in the chiefs uh the village chief's uh house and you do the uh the puzzle and then you come back in yeah um, and yeah and you, i just hear the hissing and the buzzing and i'm like oh that oh i hate it and for some reason that guy is like way more aggressive than it's than a normal one <laughs> i don't know what's up with him what his deal is but uh yeah the gunshots in this game everything sounds different everything sounds amazing um it's got mega bait bass to it and just yeah crazy they're very weighty i love it um I'll say it again because I think it bears repeating, but the genuine voice actors in this game for the region that they're from, right, or even the country that they're from, is a big thumb, two thumbs up from me and should be for everybody else as well. Because um, it's not just the Ganados, it's everybody else as well. Everybody sounds so genuine. Mm. I, it might be why they don't sound as intimidating because they sound more natural, mm. um, potentially. Um, yeah, I, I, another thing that I, I, I'm very sensitive to certain sounds, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but the Regeneradors, when they die, um, including the Iron Maidens, they make a buzzing sound, like electricity is charging up. I don't know if anybody else has heard that. Anyone? Nope. No, no. Oh, I would need to record it then, because there is definitely a buzzy sound, like they're they're charging up to explode. Like, I I found that fascinating, because it made me think, oh, why are they buzzing? Like, is there some kind of electrical charge system inside them that makes them do that? But yeah, cool, anyway. Um, In terms of my favorite soundtracks, the El Gigante track is my absolute favorite. Um, Because it sounds basically like a normal boss track, but goes well, right? but then this freaking flute comes in like, and it just, I don't, I, they've got a name on it. Is it a sham? Maybe, right. They, it just sounds like a rattly flute and it's, oh, it's so good. And then there's the, um, uh, the one I want to, the one I want to mention just because it sounds like the village mercenaries track is the chopper Mike track. Mm. I call it <laughs> when you get to that section, there's a point just before you destroy the turret, that sounds almost exactly like the village mercenary sound, mm. The OST. Um, yeah. And then there's the final fantasy track, the Salazar choir yeah. track, <laughs> right, which sound, right? which sounds so epic. And it's just, yeah, it's so good. Um, I When I first, right, when I, when that track came on, I was like, Oh, cloud Tifa. <laughs> you know, I felt like they were just about to come in on my left and right. And we just about to take this boss down. Um, yeah fantastic audio like it's uh, the the music is one of my favorite things other than the story and the gameplay about this this game uh yeah as kel said it went very hard seems like now might be the time for me to uh drop some controversial
0: opinions then um (laughs) i think that there are a few soundtrack moments in this game that are definitely a highlight overall though i thought the soundtrack to this game was pretty meh uh, I don't remember most of it and I've played through the game already six times most of that is with the soundtrack that comes with the game few of them are just outright annoying and overly repetitive I thought uh, that might change hopefully in time uh, but it didn't it's definitely out of a game that I've got so much positive to say about and I do want to absolutely sort of ram that home uh didn't care for the soundtrack whatsoever this is definitely a classic soundtrack swap for me Uh, i don't really have loads of nostalgia for re4's original soundtrack obviously uh, but playing through it with it again like re2's was like oh yes i remember this i remember that Like that was really a fun experience i'm glad that that's included it actually had more of an effect on me than i was expecting regardless of my taste in the new soundtrack as for the visuals And this is probably just an indication that I need a good TV, a new TV. Uh, I don't think this game looks nearly as good as Remake 2 or 3, which is weird because they're last gen games. (laughs) But, of course, this game is much bigger. It's much quicker as well. And the areas of the game are much grander. So I have to forgive it for that. The fact that it runs so flawlessly, I never had any frame rate drops or any issues whatsoever um, in those regards. The only visual issue that I had that I referenced earlier was just coming down the ladder to uh, the lake. Uh, Some of the lake didn't load in for a few seconds. That's about it. Um, I think Village might even be a better looking game, but that is because you're closer to everything because it's first person. So it's not a massive leap than I was expecting, but maybe I shouldn't have expected a massive leap because it has to handle so many areas, all interconnected, so big, so fast moving. So, And again, as usual with me, these things do not put me off whatsoever. So while I say they're a negative, it didn't harm my experience. The soundtrack, maybe a little bit, but visually, you know, I don't really care about these things already. I think I've made that evident anyway. So it didn't detract from my experience whatsoever. But when I went to study it, aside from being the the... Futurama alien that has no opinion one way or the other about the hair strand debate Uh, the visuals like "Eh, yeah they're great and I got nothing more to say than yeah they're great they're not as good as the other ones but they're great Uh, also death animations the death animations are awesome I will say that Uh, they're awesome the rain as well we got a mention rain gate since we're talking about things on on the lead to this game (laughs) since the day one patch it's definitely better than it was it's still bad but it's definitely better Steve, visuals and audio, how do you feel?
1: Okay, uh, well, I feel like uh, everyone's already said everything that I was going to. (laughs) Sorry. uh, Yeah. No, no, no. Um, When we think about the fact that, like, Beginning Hour came out in, what, e 3 time 2016, this is, like, almost a... uh, yeah, six, seven year old agent, engine now. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, it's amazing how well the hands up, holds up. A, incredible amount of gravitas to come in swinging with a hair toggle feature. after seeing to see here in RE Seven. Just saying, <laughs> that, that's that's some. There are some brass balls at Capcom. Um, honestly, I think this uh, this this may be the one time where they stretched it a bit farther, a bit too soon. Because much like everyone else, I had a few bugs myself. Um, mostly audio oddly enough the sound would just dip and cut out and occasionally hmm. <clears throat> it would just be silent it was it was just not, not fun uh, no visual issues though and I was playing on performance the whole time on Series X so I don't know uh, yeah visually other than that I think it's okay uh, I think it's best at sunset which we don't see a lot when it gets to nightfall it's a shame uh, because there is a lot of even in this slightly more uh, atmospheric and tonal rendition of uh, the like the castle, the village. A lot of it is always darker coloured tones, and as a result, tailors the experience a bit to be a bit moody, which is a shame. I, I would like a bit more vibrance, is what I'm saying. And even though other than that, it all looks consistent. I feel like it, if you were to look at this and then look at the HD texture mods for RE4, this still beats it out because it's the RE engine; it can just do those kind of shiny mm-hmm. effects better. Which is no, not the de- you know, diminishing that mod at all its a fine piece of work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing how well it holds up, really. It, it does feel like it's falling apart with all the b- bugs that we're all experiencing. And I don't know how they managed to mess up the rain, which is a shame, because there's a bit where like you're, you're first going through the village with Ashley, and it's now windswept, and that kind of looks neat, but then the rain's just killing it. Shame. Yes. Uh, musically... I think everyone's already hit pretty much everything else. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's nice they borrowed the uh, quote-unquote leitmotif of the uh, Descent into the Village for the Hot mm. Chopper assault. Uh, I pointed this out a while back with Sire. I didn't realise James was going to bring it. I'm glad I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one who heard it. Uh, yeah, the original classic soundtrack swap. It's a shame it's DLC. should have been unlockable. It does work in the same way that RE2's classic soundtrack swap. It still fits remarkably well. And... That's pretty much it. I think the standout for me, OST wise, is probably going to be the main theme, the intro theme reused in the shooting gallery.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's just
1: more of a cute nod. Uh, also, I don't know if we've said it enough, but the fact that the merchant jump scared me with his uh his funny quotes yeah that's some great sound design i guess i don't know casting the way they use it to throw his voice like behind you just like oh, stranger like, yes uh, terrifying more scary than any monster in the game though uh, is gun rides with fun! Yeah. Gun rise is fun for a reason stranger yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: i tell you what there, <laughs> was, there wasn't
4: enough there wasn't enough flamenco yeah. in this game we we're
0: done with more there flamenco uh to be fair actually what i will say about the visuals and you're right steve like the windy effect is great there are some really good sort of like particle effects and effects in general the um sort of main chamber as you come into the castle and you have you meet salazar and fight off his first round of goons there's this like mist find mist across uh the floor there that's really really cool that i love so there's definitely some real big highlights in terms of the RE engine's history certainly that do definitely need a couple of shout-outs there.
2: Uh, Jordan, I don't think you've said yet. So visual and audios. Well, the one thing we knew from the get go with the announcement of uh, remake four was that it was going to look great. Uh, but sort of now seen sort of like quite an sort extensive legacy now with the mm. RE engine that it is capable of putting out some fantastic visuals, both in first person and third person. Um, So that was never a concern. That was never a sort of a worry, especially because it was very likely to be kind of in line with the visuals of Remake 2 and 3. But obviously it's in a completely different setting. And uh, I think they did a fantastic job in sort of offering such a different sort of presentation uh, when it came to all of those locations. Not Not only were they sort of like, you know, redesigned in you know cool ways to spin sort of iconic vistas but also the original game could be monochromatic at times and uh it's it's strange how many times you'll be especially going through the village area and it can look quite you know beautiful like some of the um some of the color palettes for for the scenes are are excellent i i Feel like they were able to inject a lot more color into this game, without it being too much, without it sort of taking away from that original feel. Uh, but but just enhance. I, I was especially sort of uh, appreciative of the village area because it was <laughs> incredibly brown and grey and yellow uh, in the original for large sways, and as effective as that can be, as stylistically dreary as it can be. Um, I don't know, it's just, especially sort of like for the, how advanced the graphics are now, you want to kind of see a little bit more, something that little pops out a little bit more and so the village in particular has a whole lot more character to it because you constantly feel like it's ever changing especially obviously with the, the the change of the time of day, so yeah, it looks brilliant sort of throughout um, all the praise really with regards to the visuals is obviously in large credit to the RE engine, which I'm very curious to see exactly how much more mileage Capcom mm. are going to get out of it before maybe they move to something else. I imagine it's probably got maybe about two more games in it. Um, but yeah, it was it was excellent. I played this on PC. Um, I have a 3070 card, so it was it was definitely going to be able to handle this. Uh, it did help to have the chainsaw demo beforehand because I did have all of my crashes and glitches in that (laughs) demo and it was down to the settings that Mm. i chose now these are these are settings that i should have been able to choose to be quite honest having rtx on shouldn't be that big of a deal um but it seemed to be the issue that kind of Mm. you know kept coming back up if i put ray tracing on it was sort of a countdown for whenever it was going to have a sort of an overload and a crash i i think that Capcom may well iron out some of those issues, but I know some of them are a bit more long standing, like um, with terms of like image quality and such. It looked fantastic on my TV, which is 1080, so it's not like I was, you know, pushing this to the absolute max. Uh, But yeah, the presentation was pretty great. I would say that uh, it does help to maybe mess around with the brightness and color settings, uh, because depending on your TV and depending on your console, uh, you can get a better image out of it. Uh, just at least in terms of sort of uh, color authenticity and brightness uh, if you tweak it beyond sort of what the stock settings are. So that's important to do, because once I did that, it looked like a completely different game in, in some regards. Like there were just areas where it was maybe a bit too mm. dark and upping the brightness only sort of washed it out. But there were a couple of other settings to, to tweak before that improved. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it just looks fantastic and obviously cut scenes... Well directed, Um, you know, you could put them together as a sort of a movie, and they'd be, you know, very entertaining. I think I think they'd uh, kind of stack up quite well to the CGI movies, you know. Um, So I I I think everything's been sort of said on the on the visual side of things. Um, Well, with regards to the UI, I I'm not a fan. Like, there's not much to it, so it's not like it's the most offensive thing, but it's been the case for all of the remakes is that uh, they don't have any kind of a personality to the, the the overlay or any of the icons and stuff. It's very clinical and sort of minimalist, and I, I think that's I perfectly fine if you just basically want something that is unintrusive. But I really liked some of the old Resident Evil mm-hmm. menus and icons and health bars and stuff like that, and uh, I think a lot of games are going kind of going the way of trying to sort of like minimize them as much as possible. But oh, I would have liked the option.
0: Yeah, an option would be cool. Certainly, I will say though that the, having the attaché case obviously would be not having that would be really weird. But that's a big improvement over the yeah. inventory systems of two, three, seven, and eight, which are ju- well, not eight, sorry, two, three, yes. and seven, which are just black and white, boring, nothing.
2: Well, that's the thing is that I feel like Resident Evil Four is a bit of a favorite for Capcom, and I think they maybe do uh, give certain allowances Mm. to its legacy that they don't necessarily afford to some other games in Mm. the franchise even though they are as iconic, if not more iconic so, moving to the audio, I particularly feel bad for (laughs) Resident Evil 2 fans when all their favourite tracks barely made it into the game at all when it got a remake Um, you basically needed to soundtrack swap to enjoy any of it and there was barely any music at all in in remake two, or at least not to the point of sort of prominence that you know you really got to experience it proper in the game. It's a bit more here in remake four. There there is certainly a greater presence of music, just as there was sort of like a slightly more an uh, increased presence in remake three. I think they're starting to get it into their heads that they can in fact play music. <laughs> during sequences of, of action and third person uh, Resident Evil it is fine, it's allowed. <laughs> um, and I am glad that so many themes have been incorporated in this game. It would have been you know quite sort of dire if it would just went the way of remake 2 and it was just very quiet most of the time. Uh, so I'm glad to see that and I'm glad to see that they didn't try to necessarily try and emulate the original soundtrack because uh, I know it's very divisive. Uh, but I thought it was extremely distinct as a soundtrack. The original, a very industrial, diagenic, feels like you're stuck in some kind of you know gnashing sort of infernal machine. you're just surrounded and uh, you know everything's sort of closing in on you. I think it was the right choice to maybe actually go in a completely different direction, um, although it does impact certain areas and scenes. Um, regenerators uh, and lab, just feels so like pedestrian compared to what it was in the original because the original had like i I don't know how to describe the music from the from the lab in the original Mm. but it was it was horrible and it was it was part of the reason that enhanced the regenerators so much it was their entrance theme and um it was it was so looming and it made everything feel wrong um i I mean a lot of the resident evil four songs kind of had that um Think I, descri- I think I described in a previous podcast as sort of like a food poisoning sound to it. It just <laughs> sounded wrong. You sounded infected. You sounded like, you, you know, it just, I don't know. There was, there, there was something off about it. And um, a, a bit of that sort of charm has been sort of lost in this game. That said, I do think that there are some strong uh, themes. In particular, Ramon Salazar's boss theme mm-hmm. is exquisite. Uh, I absolutely love that theme and uh, it just makes me it makes me think that (laughs) when they they maybe get to some other themes from other games like Code Veronica they're going to dine out. I feel quite confident Mm. that they'll be able to kind of do justice to some of the other soundtracks throughout Resident Evil history. But that one in particular, I was like this is fantastic. I was having so much fun during that boss fight in particular because of the music. Uh, It's so dramatic, and it works so well for that boss. So, uh, it's it's obviously, it is a bit of a mixed bag. It's not quite uh, reaching out for its own identity, but it does have a few shades of it. And, uh, yeah, in, in, in general, I want to go back and actually listen to it mm. proper. I'm just glad there's a bit more music in the games now. I'm glad they're not too afraid to actually play music while you play.
0: Yeah, I... I'm looking forward to listening to it as well because, as I've said previously in Now That's What I Call Survival Horror because I covered Remake 2. The soundtrack for the game's great. I just wish they used it more in the game. Um, And I might have a similar effect listening to the music uh, for Remake 4 in isolation. Who knows? So hopefully that changes over time. But uh, that is going to bring us to conclusion time. It's time to wrap this baby up and send it home. What is everyone's final thoughts on Resident Evil 4 Remake? Where does it sit for you? Uh, I know that's a tough one, only having played it for a week. Um, how does it compare to the original? So on, so forth. Basically, however you want to sum up your thoughts, I guess. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Sort of fi- the final word on Remake 4. The game, did it need a remake? Is it worth it? How do you feel about it now? <laughs>
1: Did it need a remake for me personally? No, but I appreciate what it's done. I, you know, As much as I feel like I've done nothing but complain on this podcast, or at least I feel like I have, uh, I genuinely have enjoyed my time with it. I, I feel like people are already up in arms with the fact that Mercenaries doesn't ship with it and that we haven't got any separate ways. But the main campaign in and of itself is well-constructed, well-developed, and it's fun to play. Which uh, in RE4's case, the gameplay is the part I feel like they had to nail more so than the story. And it hits mostly the right notes. There's a few uh, caveats that annoy me personally, but you can work around them. And the new parry mechanic makes it more interesting. There's also side quests that, while a little half baked, uh, at least promise maybe a bit more in the future in terms of how they do an interconnected map and give players different things to do. But all in all, I feel like it's time we uh, we look away from remakes maybe and start doing some more original stuff. If you've never played Resident Evil 4 before, I believe it's a good jumping-on point as any, even if there are some narrative beats that don't follow quite the same way as the original. The general gist is still the same. Uh, performances overall I had no real issue with, besides maybe a little bit of odd vocal direction. And yeah, all in all, a solid time. Out of all the recent remakes, though, RE2 is still the one for me. Obviously, the original Resident Evil 2, again, uh, beats that, and it's very much the same with Resident Evil 4. So, yeah, a bit, bit good, but I still prefer the original.
0: <laughs> um,
4: okay, James, what's your final thoughts on Remake 4? Uh, I, I said in our wishlist episode um, and leading up to some podcasts uh, that if this game got it right, it could be the best game in the franchise. Um And I think they did that personally. Um, It's lay groundwork for further gains with this parry system, uh, a nice little passive system as well, which I want to see both I want to see in future games, even if they're done differently. Mm. And then there's the lore connections, even if theory by me excites me and it should excite other people too, because they're trying to make these remakes and bring them all together in a cohesive way, which is what, Resident Evil has lost its way in the past kind of 15 years when it comes to that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Capcom are like fine. I, I hope they finally bring that cohesion back uh, to what basically the original three uh, had. Uh, they had that uh, lore cohesion there. Um, yeah, RE4R is also a top contender for Game of the Year for me right now, mm. and everyone should be playing this game.
0: Yeah, hard to disagree with that, certainly. I obviously talked about my Resident Evil 4 history at length over the years and how it was never the game for me. Um, It's not my... Hashtag not my Resident Evil 4. Uh, because, Because of the remake, hashtag is my Resident Evil 4. This is the Resident Evil 4 for me. Based on that history, this is what I want the game to be. And also obviously just coming back in. With less of that apprehension that will always be a little bit associated with the original. Uh, Just those memories that are associated with it. Get to have a bit of a clean slate with this one. Um, I struggle uh, with the recency bias thing. So I'm very thankful. I mean, I'm very thankful in general that I got to play this game a little bit early. But now my recency bias has really died down. So I can be quite confident in saying that this is very easily a top five Resident Evil game of all time for me which is bizarre to say Resident Evil 4 is up there but this one really is I've had an incredible 60 plus hours with it Um, and more than that as well whilst I've complained about the number of playthroughs I'm going to have to do to finish it off six months down the line or whatever I can very easily see myself being like you know what I'm going to play through it again and also like the original game I'm going to do XYZ this time. I'm going to only use these charms, this attache case, these weapons, so on and so forth. Like it really is conducive to just going back to every now and then. Obviously, this is all very much a personal take with my own convoluted history with Resident Evil 4. So it's going to colour that excessively. Even all that aside, totally agree. It's game of the year um, contender for sure, if not the game of the year. We'll have to see um it might well it's really up there in terms of the best re engine games steve i think i'm with you i think two might be arguably the better game overall like objectively but you know i guess it depends on what you want anyway anyway that was totally rambly and note free so i'm gonna chuck it over to jordan what's your final thoughts on remake four
2: well first of all it is uh, a fantastic package Like, uh, it's an exceptional experience, you know, when you actually look at it as its own thing. Uh, Actually sort of sitting down and sort of, you know, getting to the end of your first campaign, you really just want to jump right back in. Because you know the game's got the kind Mm -hmm. of depth to offer that replayability. And I think it will be very much like the original Resident Evil 4, where, you know... (laughs) <laughs> that won't just be six months down the line that'll be years down the line. you'll keep coming back it'll become a a yearly playthrough at the very least trying different yeah. things and just it it is it is a game that doesn't seem like it would uh be something that you could sort of tire of uh because i i even though I obviously didn't feel like I was missing anything from the experience, I also felt like I had missed a lot of things that I can catch on the next experience. And um, I am certainly looking forward to, you know, sitting back down and starting it all over again and, you know, going for those extra runs and, you know, unlocking the extra difficulties and that. It's a weird one because kind of coming into this, this was not a remake that I thought necessarily was (laughs) necessary in the slightest, but also I didn't think that it was going to come this soon. Uh, We talked on the original podcast about, you know, where where and when we expected the uh remake to happen and I thought it would still be good for another probably 10 years without hmm. a remake um of course now it's we're in a different sphere ultimately over the last maybe 5 6 years uh the, the market of remakes is massive it's completely changed uh utility is almost entirely out of the window and also what you Kind of like would have a sort of like the definitive idea of a remake has changed. It's broadened. It's branched out. Uh, you can have things which are just simply a visual overhaul, and they can be remakes, uh, but you know they still ultimately are authentic to the original. Then you have something which is more like a reimagining, which this this kind of is. Um, and because of that, it, it's it's hard to really kind of gauge what is the standard for a for a remake. I think as a, if you're looking at this as a standalone experience, it's it's fantastic. As a remake, it kind of feels like there's some, been some opportunities missed, and it's weird because it's coming uh, as the latest installment in. I don't know if it has a particular uh, name for this particular era, this generation of Resident Evil from seven mm-hmm. onwards. Uh, but this particular generation has been like fantastic to watch. Uh, watch it sort of like develop and grow out from the core titles and the remakes, uh, you've often seen things, you know, envelopes being pushed, or Capcom not being afraid to kind of branch out into different areas, even if they're going back to sort of beloved titles and remaking them and fundamentally changing aspects of them. And as such, Resident Evil 4 Remake feels like the safest project of this generation, because they've pretty much just remade Resident Evil 4. And that shouldn't be ridiculous as a notion. It's just that I feel like they they could have went in so many different ways Mm. with this. They could have they could have tried sort of like reinventing it. And I do think that they maybe, you know, put on some kid gloves when it comes to Resident Evil 4, because they just don't want to upset the equilibrium. It it remains obviously, you know, one of the sort of the most popular games in the franchise, not just with Resident Evil fans, but with fans of video games in general. And uh, so I think that's why they didn't necessarily want to mess around. I don't want to chastise it too much for something that it's not trying to be, but at the same time, I feel like I can't I can't overly praise it for how heavy it leans mm. on the original because a lot of the credit still goes to that original game from you know nearly twenty years ago. Um, so in in line with the other remakes as well, it it feels a bit like it feels like. Resident Evil 4, which was often sort of like a real standout sort of special edition that just kind of it, it, it showed up and changed the game entirely, it kind of feels like it's a bit streamlined here and and obviously that's partly paved the way been paved because of Remake 2 and Remake 3, so heavily leaning on Resident Evil 4 in the first place. So when it gets to four it, it feels a little bit more standard and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing really. Um, and where necessarily that sort of like leads the series with regards to its remakes, which I am certain are continuous (laughs) and inevitable. I'm sure that this has been a success model that uh, will, you know, see Capcom through for at least the next five or six years. Uh, For newcomers, I feel like this will be the definitive Resident Evil 4, um, which is a massive, massive success for this game, that it can manage to make a game that I feel is you know, essential, and can easily be playable now, um, actually be not necessarily the default choice that I would recommend to people. Um, And so, for you know, for that, I would say it's it's great for newcomers. I'd even recommend it over the original, which I I feel blasphemous Mm -hmm. even saying. If the original, to me, is a 9.5 or even higher, I've I've said before that it's near close to perfect save for a couple few things. If I say that's a 9.5, I don't think I can give this game any higher than an 8. And I know that's really harsh, but I think it's just cuz I think it it could have done with expanding a bit more and making more of its own identity as much as it has played like a great role in sort of recreating so many of those, you know, moments from the original game and how iconic they were. I feel like it could always could have done more. And I know that's being super harsh on it because it is a great game that I've sunk 20 hours into. Easy. And will sink another 100 hours into. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, so I have to kind of come up with a balance. And, and for me, ultimately, it's not the game that I wanted. But what it is, is pretty great anyway. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my piece on it. That's, that's the piece that I can make with this game. <laughs>
0: For what it's worth as well, to be fair, in terms of the review scores for these games, they were ridiculous. So many publications went straight for the 10 out of 10. Fair enough. But for me, even saying that this is my Resident Evil 4, this is easily a top five game. Yeah, it's got issues. It's an 8 out of 10 for me as well. So I don't think it's anywhere near perfect by any means, but uh, yeah, it's still still incredible. Um, Kelsey, final thoughts on Remake 4?
3: Uh, very well said, Jordan. Very well said, everybody. I think I share a lot of the sentiments everybody said. This um I've really enjoyed the buzz around this game. Like before release, it's it's felt like the biggest thing for RE in years and you know, mm. just with the way the fandom has been hyped for it and stuff like that. And I think it has the game itself has mostly, mostly delivered on the promise that it set out for. Um, yeah, it's no secret. I've been on a journey with re4 in general. I had a lot of fun when the original it came out when it came out originally, but <clears throat> at no point was it the Resident Evil that I was personally looking for. I felt it was missing the grounded nature and you know survival horror of the originals that I fell in love with and then over time i just grew even more distant from it i think the controls aged very quickly and kind of anything other than the wii version was never really fun for me to play Uh, i've never played it in vr just you know just a disclaimer there um which i hear is very good Uh, tank controls with over the shoulder camera in a game with mobs of enemies coming at you i don't think it was ever a perfect combination and it was kind of New and fresh at the time, but then advanced advanced upon and refined very quickly by other games. And now, here we are. This remake, to me, feels like the game that the original RE4 wanted to be uh, in almost every single way. Uh, the original like pioneered aspects of gaming that we take for granted today, and I just don't feel like some aspects of it stood the test of time, whereas the first few RE games have... For you know reasons I touched upon earlier about the controls, and I think adding this modern polish to RE4 with the remake just proves how much of an awesome game the original is at its core, because so much of it is intact here, and it's just for me better to play and interact with with the remake. Uh, Plus, they Mm -hmm. upped the atmosphere. Uh, The fact that some of the original has aged for me takes nothing away from what it delivered at the time. But I just think the truth is for me, this remake is more enjoyable to play than the original. The more fluid gameplay, better character interactions, more interesting character backstories, uh, a slightly better connection to the wider scope of Resident Evil in general. Uh, It looks great. It sounds incredible. And yeah, as a remake, it just ticks so many boxes and I was blown away many times while playing it. And, you know, I have criticisms, I think similar to everybody, and and I've mentioned them earlier. It's still, for me, it's still lacking in the really big scares that I want from Resident Evil Mm -hmm. and that I know Mm -hmm. Capcom can do because we've seen them do it recently. Uh, I'm not a fan really of the island, the handling of Sadler, the few bugs and glitches. Uh, Much like Leon's relationship with Ada, Capcom have burned me a few times in the last year or so. Uh, We've been (laughs) spoiled for content and not all of it has been great. Um, When it comes to games, Shadows of Rose was not a direction I enjoyed. Uh, RE-verse was an embarrassment for the franchise. And RE4 Remake, for me, has just put Resident Evil back on the map in such a big way. Um, I hope everyone likes remakes because this has sold a lot of copies and there is yep. no way this is the last one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see more. I'm excited for Mercenaries and any DLC we get. Yeah, despite the issues I have, what an achievement this game is. Sai, I share a lot of your sentiment sentiments. I'm struggling really mm-hmm. to put many mm-hmm. games above this in like a tier list. And I think when it's all said and done, this is comfortably top five resident evil for me um yeah well done capcom i don't think when they announced it i honestly don't think anyone thought they were going to pull it off and i think they have i think they've smashed it so yeah well done
0: yeah even if you had higher expectations i think <clears throat> even if you had our expectations like the critical commercial everything has been super super high and we touched on it a little bit that the stuff people are finding in this game is really great it's so cool to see everyone finding all these little tricks and stuff (laughs) everyone's talking about it and you're absolutely right this is not the end of the remake train it's gonna keep chugging along but this one gave us louis sarah navarro so Nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors, our Patreons, and our listeners. Join the First Aid Spray Discord server to become part of our community and hear the show early and unedited. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. All of these links and all of our content can be found at faspraypod.com. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting apps. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review where you can and spread the good word. Don't forget you can support the show by picking up some merchandise or at patreon.com forward slash FA Spray Pod for as little as $1 a month. In our next episode, we'll be launching in Val de Lobos and Castle Salazar as we wait out the arrival of the free mercenaries update to Resident Evil 4 remake. So look forward to that. Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of the Pueblo people in individually i'm at syniac underscore one two three steve is at fb steve was taken jordan is at cereal box 64 james is at moist outlets off and kelsey is at k underscore d underscore b underscore and finally thank you for listening and have a good week I'm ready to talk about this game. I don't know if I'm physically ready to sit here for three and a half hours, but <laughs> <laughs>
3: I guess if someone like needs a wee break, speak up and say we can pause for like yeah. two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or I might just quietly go while size talking. <laughs> no, I,
4: I would go when I'm talking about the story. Are,
2: are you Talking about like an actual break to go to the bathroom or just like a wee break, like you know. Go we
3: break. Just a small break, a small break, yeah, yeah. <laughs> break time's over, I suppose.
2: Rhymes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with fun! <laughs> <laughs> there was me, God knows how many
1: times without you, <laughs> p-
2: There was such a good timing moment in, in the game when I was playing it. It's just after you get Ashley, and you're kind of coming back through, and you go past the, the merchant, and she says, uh, oh, Leon, can we, you know, take a break for a second? It's like, I oh, no, sorry. And then you just hear the merchant, like, literally a second later, oh, break time's over, I suppose. <laughs>